let's talk about digital identity, the podcast connecting identity and business. I am your host, Oscar Santolaya. Hello, our today's guest is going to tell us about, I would say to me, is the most comprehensive I am, so I identity and access management resource I ever seen. And the good thing of this is that it's open source. So my guest today is David Doré. David is a cybersecurity and IAM, identity and access management veteran. He worked in advisory services, helping numerous organizations strengthen their security posture. He held twice the position of CISO and specialized in IAM and risk management. David founded and runs the Open Measure Wiki for IAM professionals. He holds a Master in Information Security, is certified GRCP, PMP, Lean Sigma Greenbelt, CISSP, ISO 27001 Lead Auditor, and he loves studying MOOCs as a hobby. He is currently Deputy CISO and IAM Manager at BNP Hello, David. Hi, Oscar. Thank you very much for having me here. You are very welcome. It's really interesting to hear about Open Measure and, and of course, about yourself. You have a quite a long, comprehensive experience in cybersecurity and especially in IAM. That's going to be the main discussion point today. So we would like to hear, before hearing about Open Measure, a bit more about yourself and how life led you to the world of data identity. Yes, I think my initial experience with IAM comes back to the early 1990s. So that's <laughs> too far away for me to properly collect my memories, unfortunately. But yeah, <laughs> I'm in the business for ages. I'm a dinosaur, I would say. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. So you have been for... Probably since the beginning of your career, I guess. Yeah, um, during quite a long period of time, software development. Mm-hmm. Also, I more or less held nearly all possible positions within an IT department that are possible mm-hmm. to hold. <laughs> My first job was in support. I was doing a help desk support. Then I moved into system engineering, uh, but that was decades ago. From there, I moved into software development and then into cybersecurity. And then I specialized into IAM uh, eventually. Excellent. So now that you are very into IAM, so I think in... As far as I know, in less than two years ago, you created Open Measure. So please tell us what is Open Measure. The Open Measure is a wiki. Actually, it is first of all a non-profit association mm-hmm. that owns the content that is produced on that wiki. And the goal of this wiki is to share knowledge among IAM professionals. So here we consider IAM in a very large manner or with a loose definition of IAM, which comprises anything ranging from authentication to privilege access management and so on and so forth. So this is not, we're not talking about workforce IAM in a, in a limited mm-hmm. way, but really IAM in a broad manner. And I think it, it all started in a bar. Oh. 
<laughs> this was after a conference. It was in Germany two years ago. We were discussing key indicators with IM colleagues. And some of my colleagues were encountering difficulties in designing key indicators for IM whether these are key risk indicators, key performance indicators or others, and they were frustrated by this situation. And some other of my colleagues had nice, well-designed in performance indicators that they were using, and we started sharing on this topic. So during a few months, we saw him colleagues, we were sharing cool indicators and bad indicators and, and exchanging actively on this topic. And at some point, I thought to myself, well, let's go public with this stuff and let's share it with the IM community at large scale and let's build a wiki. So that's what we did. And this was actually the initial point of the Open Measure Initiative, where we have this one of the sections of the wiki is this indicators sections where we can find a database of vetted key indicators for IAM. Mm -hmm. What was, for instance, one of the main indicators that you remember, the, the, the good ones, let's say? <laughs> well, we really have uh -huh. plenty of those. But one frustration, but we can talk about it later on, is that these indicators are, I think they, they are nice. They can be used by the IM professionals that are listening to the podcast. They can just go to the wiki and, and use them as is. But the problem is that, and this was one of the conclusion of this project, it was that these were still a bit piecemeal indicators, bits and pieces of indicators mm. here. And this does not yet give a full end-to-end -end picture of IAM as a whole, and which led us to a second project on IAM processes that we can shortly discuss afterward. But if you want, for example, a, a sample indicator, mm -hmm. then one basic indicator, for example, may be the deployment of MFA. Obviously, especially in large organizations where you have a, an history of IT systems with some legacy IT systems and modern ones replacing the old ones and so on and so forth. Multi-factor authentication is, of course, mm -hmm. one of the key initiatives that you want to pursue to strengthen the security of your information system. And for example, the MFA ratio is one of our indicators, but there are, of course, plenty other. For example, in the field of workforce IAM, when you work on, on your personnel and the joiner mover lever process, another example indicator would be the joiner process average lead time, which gives you a sense of how fast you're onboarding new people in your workforce and how efficient the process is. But these are just a, a few samples among mm -hmm. others. Yes, that's why the indicator is where the open measure the name comes, or why is open measure? Yes, exactly. Because one of our ideas, the ambition behind mm -hmm. this was to get the community, and I do invite our listeners to do that, to invite the larger IM community to contribute to that and to, in, in a very open manner, to just come and share their indicators. So anyone who has indicators that are not yet referenced in the wiki, they just can reach out to me, they can subscribe to the wiki and do it themselves and document them themselves, or I'll do it with pleasure as well for them. And the idea was just like to openly share these indicators together for the greater benefit of the community. And one of the ambition was to do benchmarking. And this is still mm -hmm. one of my ambition, but it is something a little bit harder to do because to compare the performance between organizations, it requires caution. Because if you just throw, we did 
did some benchmarking, but more in a, I would say, behind the scene way between professionals. We share our stats and we compare some data. And like this, we can have a feeling if we're doing good or bad and compare what our results are. But if you just make public your benchmarking data, this may mislead a lot of people because it requires very precise definitions Otherwise, you are not comparing the same thing. Mm -hmm. So if you just say, for example, uh, the average organization has uh, uh, 90% of its applications with MFA, then in reality, this may be very misleading. If you don't get precise definition of what the scope was of this statistic, how it has been computed, and so on and so forth. So I still have the goal of doing large-scale benchmarking for IM professionals on the Open Measure Wiki, but this will require more work. Mm -hmm. Okay, yeah. Oh, excellent, excellent. Sounds like uh, definitely super useful, but of course uh, you are still in this building blocks of open measure. So once you have all the resources, all the encyclopedia, so now you are, you're working on what in this? So that will be, in, the benchmark will be in the future. Sounds super, super useful. So I would like to also to understand better for our audience, what is the exact audience of open measure? It's mostly people in IT departments. What kind of roles will benefit the most? So actually, we have a bit, I think, 750 subscribed users. And the audience is mainly composed of CISOs, IM professionals, IM consultants, IM vendors, a few researchers as well, mm -hmm. because we have a very extensive uh, bibliographic of uh, IM references. Mm -hmm. So it may be useful, for example, for master's students as mm -hmm. well. Right. But mainly the core audience is really identity and access management professionals, whether they work in PAM, whether they work on the CIAM, customer identity and access management as well. And really the IM professionals is the core target. We do have IM professionals that work in IT. And we do have also IM professionals that work, for example, in security teams or mm -hmm. in compliance teams. This is especially right. the case, for example, I've done most of my career in a financial industry where it is highly regulated, so mm -hmm. like other industries as well, such as pharma and so on. And in these industries, of course, we are subject to a multitude of laws and regulatory constraints. So then you will find quite a number of IM professionals that are working also in the risk or compliance field. I think that's basically our audience. If you can describe some scenarios or use cases that your research and everything that is done right now in Open Measure is focused. Yeah, with pleasure. So today, most of our efforts are focused on the development of scientific grade dictionary for IAM. So we have a wiki section that is called dictionary, pretty straightforward. Mm -hmm. And here, the realization that started this project was that as an IAM professional, I do spend an awful lot of time working on my communication plans, communicating about my IAM program, my IAM projects and initiatives, communicating to top management, communicating with my vendors, with my workforce, with the IT, with everyone else, all my stakeholders. Mm -hmm. And this communication is hard to get right. And as everyone learns with a bit of professional experience, 
communication is really the key to success. Uh, that's true for IM. That's true for any other field. But perhaps a little bit more true for IM because the IM industry is known for its failures. Uh, it is well documented in the literature that IM projects are well known for being late, mm-hmm. to have uh, budget overruns, to have scope failures and so on and so forth. So we, we have a bad reputation. And I think that one of the key, I don't have as the silver bullet solution to this problem, but one of the key factor or key critical success factors for IEM, of course, is to have the right communication plan. And the realization is that the building block for a good communication is terms, words, or the concepts that we use. If you don't have the right definitions for the terms that you use, your communication plan will probably miserably fail. And in the field of IAM, it's amazing because we have 60 years, more than 60 years of active research and innovation in the field. I think my oldest bibliographic reference in IAM dates back to 1967. That sounds absolutely amazing, no? So if you want to get your communication right, you better have accurate definitions for the term you use and be able to share these accurate definitions with your stakeholders. And from this... I started first to look online for IM resources and dictionaries, and we do find a number of glossaries. For example, IM vendors tend to publish IM glossaries, but often they are biased towards a product. We have also a lot of definitions in the scientific literature, but this has never been really consolidated into a whole that is nicely presented and usable for the community. So this is what we are really focusing our efforts on now is to build this super dictionary specialized for IM professionals. And I think that the typical use case for this dictionary is for both IM professionals and IM stakeholders to just get there and find clear and precise definitions for the industry terms and probably learn something because the dictionary entries are not just simple definitions that we publish, but we do extensive, actually, encyclopedic articles on IM concepts with giving extensive uh, references, bibliographic references to our sources. The thing about building a dictionary it is really not about convincing others of what terms should mean. You know, mm-hmm. people get very emotional about <laughs> term definition sometimes. They feel that they know what this term means and then they are convinced of that and they try to convince everyone else around them about what that term should mean. This is the wrong way to build a dictionary. The right way to build a dictionary is really not to tell others what things should mean, but really to be able to listen, to listen and read, of course, how people use the terms, what the authoritative sources state, and take it from there. And this is what we are doing. So it is a real lexicographic work. And I think that it may help any IM professional to improve their communication plans. And yeah, and if they don't find the right definitions for the terms that they're looking for, because the dictionary is yet incomplete, then they can just reach out to us and we would be most happy to provide the missing definitions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. 
And when you said that the I am field is known for its failures, like I could never hear that. <laughs> and I understand that because people who work with I am have to communicate with so many different type of people inside the same organization and outside when buying, when selling. So that's correct. Communication is critical. And I have this the experience that sometimes, okay, I'm not sure about one term. So I, I put in, in, a, in a search engine and I found sometimes a very two lines definition. Sometimes I found uh, two pages completely difficult. So yeah, it, it's hard. There's no easy way to find a definition so everybody can, can understand the same terms. Well, until now. Yeah, absolutely. And you are right. I mean, I am is so transversal within the organization. It touches, I mean, we need to work with HR, we need to work with IT, with security, with the full workforce, with top management, with our customers, with, with everyone, basically. And this makes communication pretty hard. Me, as an I am professional, I spend a lot, a lot, a lot of time just trying to improve my communication, ensure that my stakeholders understand what I'm doing, understand where their interest is, where the value of what we're doing is. Many people in the workforce will just see I am as, a, you know, as a ticking the box exercise because they need to do a recertification uh, controls or things like this. And they see us as an annoyance rather than a, a creator of value within the organization, which is sad. Yeah, yeah, it is. And if you can tell us more about this dictionary that you're, you're building and maybe a couple of examples. Yeah, with pleasure. So what we did is that first we developed a methodology on how the dictionary would be built. And this methodology was taken from lexicographic, uh, well, books on lexicography, which is the mm -hmm. science and the art of doing dictionaries. So th this was the starting point because we wanted to do it well. Mm -hmm. So if we take just one example in the dictionary, for example, we recently published the entry for password spraying attack. So password spraying attack, this is one example about among many others. It is one kind of attack that organization may be victim to, of course. And the problem is that it is already, I would not say an advanced concept, but it is still a concept that is probably not super easy to grasp. So how do we present this in the dictionary? First, we always design what we call a conceptual diagram. This conceptual diagram, they illustrate, so we can't see it, of course, unfortunately, on, on the podcast, so it will be just hard to describe, but it is, the idea is to give all the key components of the concept that we are talking about, to provide all this in a visual manner, and this is depicted with these conceptual diagrams. So if we look at the conceptual diagram for password spraying attack, for example, we will see that, well, it is part of a larger class of attacks called brute force attack, which is itself just a class of attack techniques. And then we can see on the visual diagram the key components of a password spraying attack. It allows the attacker to avoid a typical uh, or traditional account lookout mechanism, for example. Uh, it is used by the threat actor who compiles a database of probable passwords and so on and so forth. And he will use a rotation scheme to then guess the passwords of a typically large population of identities and so on and so forth. 
And what we depict as well on the conceptual diagram is not only what is a password spraying attack, but how it may be countered with countermeasures. And we already mm -hmm. give a number of a short list of key countermeasures that may help organizations protect themselves from these kinds of attacks. So this is, of course, just one example among many. On the dictionary, what you will find in addition to that is a detailed one or several detailed definitions for the concept and then bibliographic uh, references. If you want to dig more into the topic and want to see what authoritative authors have said about the subject, then you can just zoom in the bibliography and directly find the references of the article. Mm -hmm. Yes, as you were speaking, I was looking at my screen, the page for the password spraying attack. And yeah, certainly this diagram, the conceptual diagram that you mentioned is... It's super comprehensive, has all these aspects, not just a definition. And that's often what we found is just a definition, even if it's a good definition of several lines. But this brings almost everything that could be related to, to the concept. So it looks super powerful. And it is never perfect. And really mm -hmm. where I do need the help of the IM community and here all our listeners can really help, it is to give us feedback. I mean, whenever people send me critiques, comments, ideas and so on, I am very pleased because this helps me improve our content. So be critical please. Whenever you find something that is not accurate enough, if you find some other references, uh, some other authoritative references that are missing, if you find some aspects of the subject that have not been properly covered, I'm absolutely super happy to receive these feedbacks. It is hard to design a good, accurate definition It's really hard work. It's not something mm. that just uh, falls from the sky. It requires quite a, a little bit of study. Every time you you need to go through these research papers and uh, and there's sometimes some ambiguity in them and so, and so on and so forth. So I need help. And this dictionary at the end will only be as good as the community that will help to build it. This may be perhaps an opportunity also to say that we are looking for help. I do have a, a few people who help me on the wiki now, but we really need now to scale it up. Mm -hmm. So in addition to providing comments, anyone who would like to either work as a reviewer to reread content and to provide feedbacks or to become an author as well and to to work on the dictionary concepts, then they would be more warmly welcomed on the project. Of course, this is all voluntary work because the idea is to make something completely free of charge for the community. This is a call to people who would be happy to create uh, open source content for the others. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So the, the ways to help to contribute is to go to the website of OpenMeasure and you can register yourself there or tell us a bit of the process. Yes, exactly. We have also um, the wiki and there is a linked website at the address open-measure. So it's www.open-measure.org. Mm -hmm. There is a, a subscription page. People can subscribe here. They can also find us and subscribe uh, via LinkedIn. And as soon as you subscribe, then I provision uh, an account on the wiki for you. The initial profile that you will have will just allow 
you to comment online on all the wiki pages and ask questions and so on and so forth. And then if you would like to become an author, just let me know. You will receive all my contact details during Open Measure subscription. And then I'll be most happy to provision for anyone an account with contribute access right. And they will be able to just create new wiki pages, modify existing pages and so on and so forth. Of course, I'll be there to help and provide support. Excellent. Well, definitely you have convinced me, at least myself already. So I will go and register myself there and will contribute as much as I can. So fantastic job you are doing. Before going to the last question of this interview, do you have anything else that we'd like to say about Open Measure, uh, future plans or something that is right now going on? I try to keep the pace of publishing one dictionary entry per every one or two weeks. So if you're interested, you may just subscribe to the LinkedIn feed that we have. And then like this, you will receive them on an ongoing basis. I think that now we have quite a few hundred subscribers to the feed. This is, is quite popular for, I think, most of our listeners who don't necessarily want to get involved into voluntary work, but just want to receive the information mm -hmm. and take it from time to time. So I think that this is the key message today. And of course, if among the audience, there are people who would like to dig further, then they'll be happy to provide more help. We had also a number of other wiki sections on open measure that may be of interest to some people. So for example, we have this processes wiki section, where the ambition was to do a mapping of IM processes within organizations. So as of today, this section is okay. It is quite comprehensive, but this will probably need some more work in 2021 to get it at the level where I would like it to be. It is not yet as comprehensive as I wish. And the last section I would like to mention is the best practices section. The best practices section here is just comprises a few documented IAM best practices as of today. It needs a lot more work, but the idea is to openly share best practices within the industry and to document them from there and let the other community members share their views on what went right, what went wrong, and so on and so forth. So I have quite some um, hope that the best practices section eventually may become very useful for IM professionals if we can get some more contributions from the field. Yeah, definitely. A final question, thinking of people who are in the decision-making seat, mostly business leaders. So what is the one actionable idea that they should write on their agendas today? So decision makers, they should become patron of uh -huh. open measures. <laughs> because now I, I finance the project with my own private money. And uh, yes, and I am I'm looking a little bit for financial support. We don't have big financial needs, but we still need to buy more books. Unfortunately, quite a number of academic work needs to be purchased and that costs money as well. So uh, <laughs> decision makers, they should write a check for us <laughs> and give us a little, bit, <laughs> a little bit of support. And then we would be most happy if they have some particular questions on some IM topics, then I would be most happy to prioritize 
those key performance indicators, best practices, or IM concepts that they are most interested in. This would be with most pleasure. Mm -hmm. But I think that for decision makers, perhaps one aspect that they may be more interested in is the indicator sections. Because here you should find information on how to design nice IM key indicators to monitor the performance, risks, and controls that are related to IM within your organization. And if today you are frustrated about getting this feedback in terms of proper statistical indicators to run IM within your organization, then this may be not the full answer to everything, but a good initial answer to your questions. Yeah, absolutely. I think we have to support this initiative, I think that, um, yeah, everybody will benefit, all organizations and ultimately uh, people will benefit by having this resource um, that has all the knowledge that we need and is going to reach more and more people. So fantastic, more professionals. Thanks a lot, David. It was really interesting and inspiring hearing about this project, Open Measure. Please let us know, remind us how we find Open Measure and what other ways to get in touch with you or learn more about this. Yes, so either through www.open-measure.org or via LinkedIn as well. On both sides, you can just subscribe and you'll find us easily from there. Thank you very much for having me on the podcast, on the show, uh, Oscar. It was, it, it was a great pleasure. Thank you very much, David. All the best. Thanks for listening to this episode of Let's Talk About Digital Identity, produced by UbiSecure. Stay up to date with episode at ubisecure.com slash podcast or join us on Twitter at ubisecure and use the hashtag LTADI. Until next time, 